3: We're broadcasting live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch and you can save big on your auto insurance. It's really the best thing you can do with your phone in a few minutes. Just call 888-FARMERS and start saving today. We are farmers. Who's going to be the next quarterback for your Indianapolis Colts? Hmm. 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 Um, Okay, here are the odds. Jacob Eason is plus two hundred. Carson Wentz is plus three seventy five. Jacoby Brissett plus four hundred. Matt Stafford plus six fifty. Eagles insider Jeff McLean uh, set tweeted this out: Philip Rivers' retirement further leaves quarterback vacancy with the Colts. On paper, would seem like the most likely trade partner for Carson Wentz with Frank Reich, but obstacles there, including what I was told, is not sure Frank would take him. A source familiar with Re- with Reich's thinking said. You have the Eagles would have to bite bite the bullet on dead cap money, and the cap is not going up. It's like thirty one million. And Frank Reich not sure if he wants him. Uh, and there's the idea of uh, of, of Easton. This is actually the the opposite. Um, the opposite of 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 what had previously happened within the organization. You go back to when. Andrew Luck was there. You go back when Peyton Manning was there. The issue was with everything, but the quarterback. Well, they didn't you know, Then that and James, but then when and James aged, what happened there? And the defense was spotty. Bob Sanders was always hurt. Right. And they had small defensive uh, defensive end. So they were built for one style playing indoors, getting a lead and two edge rushers, pinning back their ears and get after the quarterback. Right. When, when, Those things changed. It made it hard for them. Made it hard for them. This team is built with an outstanding defense, outstanding offensive line, and and an outstanding young running back who's on a rookie contract. Like, check, 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 check. Could they add some more talent at wide receiver? Of course they could. They're like a quarterback away. You know? So the, the first thing I think you do, I don't think, first thing I th- you do is you, you have to make the call. What calls that? you got to make the call to Andrew Luck. And while you think it's crazy, he's been out of the game for two years. Jeff George had been out of the game for a couple of years, came back, and he was competent, he's Jeff George. Andrew Luck was a superstar quarterback who wanted to get his body right. I don't think he'll come back. I think Andrew Luck is, he's moved on. Like, my guess is he hasn't touched a football since he left football. But you got to ask, like, hey, dude, remember all those hits you took because you didn't have a great offensive line? We fixed that. Remember you didn't have a great defense that you could play to? We fixed that. So that's the first call I would make. And then I love the idea of Jacob Eason. And the main reason is not – and remember, Jacob Eason was, if if you know his – uh, his, his trajectory. Okay, This is a guy who um, originally was uh, an elite quarterback and his, his dad played at Notre Dame. N- not the Tony Eason that played for the Patriots, a, a different Tony Eason. Okay. It's very important. And he was like Sark's guy, right? He was the guy, guy that, but he, he went to uh, Georgia originally and then transferred when Jake Fromm got there. And then he became Washington's starting quarterback. And at Washington, you know, he only played, I think, like 26. He started 26 games in college. But it's he's a guy who checks a bunch of boxes for what a young quarterback's supposed to look like 6'6, six, six, 230, athletic, right? And, and, that looks like a dude. You're like, well, that's a guy with major, major upside. He's the only quarterback currently under contract. He was a fourth round pick. And you're like fourth round pick. He there's, there's a lot of Dak to him, not Russell Wilson to him, but the same kind of like he had a good, not spectacular career at, at Washington probably came out too early, could have stayed in school and instead put himself in the NFL draft and, and he's the heir apparent. That's the idea I like the best. Because everyone's trying to get this. How can we load up our roster with a young quarterback? Even better if he's not a first-round draft pick as a quarterback. You know? Even if he's not a first-round draft pick as a quarterback. So, you know, my my deal is very, very simple. If you, if you know what you have, if you like what you have, don't go and To sign a free agent, you're going to have to overpay him. I I wouldn't draft another quarterback if I feel like this kid has a chance, but I would go get a veteran or keep a Jacoby Brissett to be a veteran backup because he knows the system and knows the deal. I think that's a very reasonable path. You make the call for Andrew Luck, and if not, and you know, hey, Jacob Eason can run this offense, can be that dude, and oh yeah, by the way, makes like less than a million dollars? What's the, there's no conversation to be had. You go with the kid, you support him with all the different pieces, and all that money you're saving on quarterback, you spend on all the different pieces which you can use to make the offense around him better. You know? Super highly touted guy, started as a freshman, got beat out at Georgia, comes to Washington, plays really well, um, and you know, look, he, he, beat out Chad Kelly, who has a lot of talent and been in the league and he's their guy. And, and there is something to being, being Chris Ballard's guy, right? Chris Ballard. I picked this guy. I wanted this guy. We want to develop this guy. He's brilliant Frank Reich system to me. I that's you make the call and then you go to Jacob Eason. You know what's interesting about the, uh, the in, in looking, looking back at the Andrew Luck thing, right? I was like the only guy critical of Andrew Luck retiring. And, and when I cracked a joke about him retiring, because I feel like it's the opposite of most football players' mentality, you know, everybody went crazy, absolutely crazy. How many years did Andrew Luck play in the league? Right? He played in the league for six years. Six years. Now, I think it's interesting. I was, tonight's the night where Kyrie Irving is going to come back and play for, we, we think, right? We think. Kyrie Irving is going to come back and play for the, um, for the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving's been in the league for 10 years. He, too, has suffered through a litany of injuries. Now, I think there's some emotional distress there. You know as he didn't let he still hasn't let anybody in on exactly what he was going through but clearly it was something mental and emotional more than physical but physically he's been beaten up in the league It it does fascinate me that in a sport which we deem it, it's a it's a non-collision sport but there is contact to it that it's everyone gave Andrew Luck a pass because it was too much mentally to Rehab an injury, another injury, was an ankle injury, and no one gives Kyrie a pass. And I'll grant you, and I've been critical of Kyrie, only because, bro, you got to call your bosses. And if you want to tell me that you don't think there's a head coach, that we're doing it collectively, fine. He's still your boss. Your general manager is still your boss. You have to communicate with them first if you're going to miss any moment of work. That's Everybody knows that. But I like the Jacob Eason idea. Byron, where are you? What would you do if you were Chris Ballard?
5: What would I do if I was the Indianapolis Colts? Is mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually thinking about if the Jets didn't want to move on from Sam Darnold, on how different it would be uh, than maybe Philip. On the reason why they took a chance on Philip Rivers.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, Rivers' familiarity with the system, yes, and with with, with the coach. I think that's that's reasonable as well. Sure, sure. I do, I do think that you know, like at that
5: position, um, you maybe have the same concerns with Rivers as you would have with Darnold, and that's uh, turning over the football. Darnold would have the ability to uh, be more mobile than Rivers was, um, still young in the in his career. If that was an opportunity that they would go, I think I the problem
3: is if you if you trade for Darnold, not only are you have to give something up, but Either fifth year option or something quick, yeah. uh, contract wise. Whereas Eason, you can you can you can try it on a bar, like spend nothing sure. at the quarterback position, and and, oh, and, and then go get a and then go get a quality backup for a couple million dollars, you know, in the three to seven million dollar range. And like I've tried to tell people, it's not like it's not like Chris Ballard puts that money in his pocket. You spread that around to all the other positions you need. Yeah, and I was going to say
5: as well. And if it doesn't work out, you're just in the same spot as you were, you know, <laughs> next year. If if that was the case, where you were like, "All right, maybe this isn't working." Again, the and I know I think you talked about it with Chris Sims yesterday, but the days of Joe Flacco or Ryan Fitzpatrick being the only available quarterback in the NFL are just long gone. And and if to to decide on on who your guy is, like the commitment uh it doesn't have to be long term anymore. Yeah. Like there are just yep. there are gonna be guys available in all different <laughs> all different shapes and sizes and ages and, and contracts that I mean just look around you know you know what we're gonna have this off season of the different guys that could be there.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get it. I think um music, where are you on on the quarterback thing? And I know like uh Ryan I, I don't know if is you're as familiar with with Eason as as I am just because I'm a huge college football nut, and I've watched him play, and I know kind of his travels, but more on the idea of East now, I'll tell you this if they make a move for a big name younger quarterback, they're telling you that Easton doesn't have it if they I mean right I mean, it, it doesn't even if they hold on to him if if they bring in some uh Sam Donald, they're telling you we don't think Easton's the dude. If they think Easton is a the dude, then they're going to sign some sort of veteran. at a a rate which is commensurate with a high-quality backup. Brian, where are you on it?
6: Yeah, I mean, uh, to add to your point there, it would almost be like a Cam Newton, Jarrett Stidham kind of thing where we thought maybe Jarrett Stidham would get a real chance at being a starter up until we saw Cam Newton basically couldn't throw a football and they still made him the starter, which told you just about everything you needed to know about Jarrett Stidham. Um, Now, to the point about the Colts, I know it would go – way outside of the comfort zone of Chris Ballard and who he is and what he's done as a general manager or even, you know, the philosophies that they had in Kansas City while he was there. I feel like this is a it's time to go outside of your comfort zone and make a big swing type of move. I I know you probably trust your process in terms of accumulating talent and, you know, uh, developing that talent. And so you never feel like you'll be so far away from a Super Bowl window that once you finally do get the quarterback right, you'll be right in the same position. But it just feels like with their roster makeup that they have right now, you're going to want to capitalize on that window sooner rather than later. And if you believe so much in the talent that you have, you're never going to be at the top of the draft you're always going to be in the middle of the draft. So you're unlikely to get the quarterback that you want. So it's either you're now going to have to take that risk to go find a quarterback on the open market or trade up in the draft this year, or you're basically going to be picking in the same spot somewhere in the teens, almost every single year. So at some point you're never going to get that prime asset in the draft and you're going to have to make a move anyway.
3: I think this is a unique year. I do. I I don't think this is the future of the league where you're going to have this many guys potentially on the move. I think this is a unique year um, because I don't know if the Raiders are totally sold on Derek Carr and they have Marcus Mariota. Mariota is a guy that I think would be a viable capable. I think he signed a two year deal, but again, moves can be made. Um, you know, you have the, the Tyrod Taylors out there to be the quality backup could be a starter. You got the Ryan Fitzpatrick situation in Miami He's still out there. And then you got the Jameis Winston is a guy. A lot of people in Pittsburgh think there? are I, I don't think that Carolina is convinced they have the guy in Teddy Bridgewater. Does that make them in the draft want to go after Trevor Lawrence? Um, or does that make them want to trade for Deshaun Watson? Like there is a quarterback, musical chairs that is going to happen. I don't think it happens much in the future because a lot of these guys are going to link up to long-term deals. Like They're going to sign Lamar to a deal. They're going to sign Baker to a deal. They're going to sign Josh Allen to a deal. Those guys are kind of immovable. Jared Goff, maybe the guy could be moved next year, but you can't really move Matt Ryan this year. There's a bunch of different guys. so I don't know. I think you go with the kid if you can play it all, and then you get a viable backup. That would be my that would be my two cents, and you you kind of roll with it from there. By the way, it wouldn't be crazy, wouldn't be crazy for uh, for for Frank Reich to you know you kind of go back and look at his quarterback tree in the past um, when he was in Philadelphia. Right, that's where he came from in Philadelphia. Wouldn't be crazy if they brought Foles in, Foles who keeps bouncing around to be that backup to Jacob Eason. But never forget, you have to make that call. I, I, he'll pick up the phone. I think he'll be cordial. I don't think he'll, he'll come back and play. But I think you got to make the call to Andrew Luck and say, what do you think? What do you think? It's the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call 888-FARMERS to switch and you can save a bundle on auto insurance. I'll ask Daniel Jeremiah what he thinks of the career of Philip Rivers that upcoming next. But first men across America love Tommy John underwear because they keep everything in place. No more flopping or sticking to yourself and women love that. It makes them look good in 2021. You can make everyone happy with Tommy John. When you start every morning in Tommy John underwear, you're that much more comfortable with dozens of comfort innovations. Once you've tried Tommy John underwear, you'll never go back. Try breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing brands so it moves with you. Tommy John underwear comes with non-rolling waistband for a perfect fit. The legs never ride up. And each of Tommy John's 13 million pairs of underwear sold are covered by a no-wedgie guarantee. And there's no risk with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or free, or it's free, guarantee. Go to tommyjohn.com slash dog. You'll save 15% on your first order. Go right now. Say 15% in your first order. Tommyjohn.com slash Doug. That's Tommyjohn.com slash Doug. See site for details.
4: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern noon Pacific on Fox sports radio and the iHeart radio app.
0: It's the Kia summer sticker sales event. So give your friends something to look at like a and with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick,
3: Um, let's, uh, let's check in with our guy, Daniel Jeremiah, who of course has the move the six podcast. You see him on the NFL network and uh, for the last couple of years, he's called the chargers games, uh, on Sunday, uh, you were there for the 12 win, incredible comeback win season when they, they beat the Ravens lost again to the Patriots in the playoffs. And uh, for the last year of Phillip rivers, if somebody says Philip rivers, go, what do you say?
9: Uh, i say he's one of the toughest uh, competitors that I've ever had a chance to be around at any any time during uh, my time in the NFL, for sure. And people always ask you for, like, Philip Rivers stories and the funny things he said, this, that, and the other. To me, it's when I get a chance to see him or get on the plane um, and I would stop by where he was sitting. Yeah, I'd walk by where he was sitting on the way back to where I was. I'd visit with him all the time, and I'd, I'd be laughing because I'd look down, and his hand, like his thumb one time, Look like it was just, you know, three times the size of what a thumb is supposed to look like on his throwing hand. They'd be like, "Philip, dude, what the heck happened to your thumb, man?" I don't know. I don't want to get it checked out. If I get it checked out, they might shut me down. So, uh, just, just he just plays through it. All the injuries everybody knows about. There's a million more that, no, that nobody knows about.
3: Yeah, he's uh, there's a, there there was like far v- without the addiction stuff and without the. The, the, the snap photos, right? But also without the Super Bowls. I mean, that's really like, but an immense likability, an immense likability. Like, I don't know, as much as his last year, he was crazy flawed and that he'd try and make plays for no apparent reason. just trying to hero ball, win games, turn it over. I, I don't think there was ever any animus that I can remember with his squad because he is such a leader and such a, 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 a type of, Uh, personality that just energized the room. But you're around those guys every day. Was that false, or was that really how it it was?
9: No, I I think it was legit. Um, He didn't have any enemies uh, on the team. I mean, guys just respected him because he worked so hard. And I think people watch the games on Sunday, and you might see him get frustrated and kind of barking at people, and you go, oh, man, he looks like he's showing this guy up. And you know they must not like him behind the scenes, but it was the exact opposite. Um, They they all they all enjoyed being around him and playing with him, and he was definitely one of the guys. And I think it's you know we'll see. We all assume right that that Drew Brees is gonna is gonna step down. So then that's both those guys kind of finishing up their careers at the same time. And I I would argue, Doug, off top of my head, tell me two guys who got more. Uh, out of less in terms of their abilities and, and what they accomplished. You know, like I, I don't think you would put either one, you know, on a pedestal in terms of you're just talking about Brett Favre and, and one of the more all-time great throwers, just gifted, talented guys. Um, these guys squeezed every last, last drop out of their ability.
3: I Peyton's the same thing, though, isn't he?
9: No, I, I think so. But I think Peyton, when he was younger, had had he had a more lively arm, you know, Okay. Definitely more lively than Drew, uh, and, and I would say even a little bit better arm than than Philip.
3: Yeah, it it really is like all of the there's this group of quarterbacks: Big Ben, Eli. I mean they they've lasted a little bit longer than they than the the, the previous generation had, but they're all going to kind of go out there. And then you got Brady, who's going to play this weekend. <laughs> I just he was good, not great last weekend. I don't I know he's played well in the cold before but but people do forget he did not play well last year against Tennessee in the cold. He did not play well against Kansas City the year before in the cold. And now he's 43 and the older you get like the, the story I was told is that Favre's last game remembers gets the Giants NFC Championship game with the Packers, right? Mm-hmm. It was outdoors and he was telling people like he just couldn't get loose. Like his back was just so stiff. It was so cold and it was this exact same weekend I just I the likelihood that he's sharp in that level of cold I think is hard to believe.
9: Well, the way I look at that game is if he's throwing the ball 35 times, they're, that's not what they need. I mean, they have a pretty nice combination now with Fournette running physically and then Ronald Jones comes in there looks like he's you know, he looks like he's running 10 times faster. He just got so much juice. It's a little change up there. Uh, what they have. They've got a nice thing going with their run game. I think they're better uh, up front on both sides of the line of scrimmage. So if it comes down to quarterbacks and they're both throwing the ball 40 times and it gets into that type of a game, then the Packers are going to win. But I think Tampa's got a good shot of going in there and making it a little bit of an ugly affair.
3: Do you think they will win?
9: I picked Tampa to win by three. I picked them 31-28. to And I originally put in the Packers, and I acknowledge. Look, if it you know Rogers is always capable of going out there and doing Rogers type stuff, and they're not going to lose if he does that. Um, but I think if you stack up the rosters, one to fifty three, you know you give Green Bay a big edge there at the quarterback position with Tom at this point in time in his career. But I think the, the Tampa Bay Bucks have a better roster.
3: Um, I, I just I I don't see it. I I maybe I'm just uh, and maybe I'm just infatuated with how sharp the Packers have looked especially early on in games, you know, even that game when they're up, you know, 10 and up before, before it went to hell in the handbasket, like they've looked so sharp and they've looked better over time. Maybe I'm diminishing. And I agree with you. Tampa does have some parts in that roster, which are really, I mean, like, look, that's a little bit of the story here is with the bills, with the Browns, uh, you know, with, with Tampa, with some of these teams that have been bad for 10 years or so, like at some point you don't, you're not going to hit every pick. But you just accumulate dudes, and then you yeah, pick up some top three- ten pick
9: after top ten pick. I mean, and, and it's not just top, with top, 10 pick- top ten pick.
3: And people always say, like, well, you know, this first-round guy. It's not just the first round. You pick in the top ten in the second round. You pick in the top ten in the third round and in the fourth round. And so you're getting you guys that grade out as fourth-rounders, you're getting the best of that lot.
9: Yep. It, it's, it's a great point that I don't think it's mentioned enough. That's why I was laughing um, ahead of the Chiefs game uh, with the Browns because – it was like nobody's given the the Browns any respect, and we're the little engine that could. And I'm like it's Baker Mayfield and Miles Garrett; they're literally the first pick in the draft. Those are the guys they're saying all this stuff. I'm like, I don't think you can play the respect card when you've got number one overall picks on both sides of the ball. There.
3: Um. Okay. Here's here's the question to you. Um. What do you do if you're the Ravens? And I've heard people say, well, you got to get them a, a big time wide receiver. Okay. Well. I don't think a big-time wide receiver is going to sign there because you're not going to get enough footballs, right? They're not going to change who they are. They may just change. some So you have to, I guess, draft a wide receiver. What do you do, though, with Lamar contract-wise, considering he's after his third year and he could be up for an extension? And, I mean, look, he's obviously been very good. Uh, luckily, has only been hurt once and it kept him out a couple – but you, you do think that there's a ceiling there. You, you, you've been able to give them a great defense and skill position players that fit. What do you do if I put you in that Ravens front office?
9: Well, first of all, I would say I'm not necessarily shopping for a number 1 wideout. No, the thing they don't have on that team, which I think would really help Lamar, is I'm getting an elite pass-catching back, which they don't have. Uh, you've got tight ends, which those are the, you know, the easiest throws on a football field. Are to your backs and to your tight ends. So if you have somebody who struggled with accuracy and pushing the ball down the field and towards the sideline, I'm going to accumulate the best collection of backs and tight ends that can catch the football as possible because I'm going to bake in those ten to you know twelve easy completions and, and have that complement what you have, which is a fantastic run game, you know that he contributes to. So I love J.K. Dobbins as a runner, but he he's not a pure pass catching back. Uh, so that would be on my to-do list if I were the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, when you look at the contract in the future, there, uh, that's a tricky one. Um, you know, I I think you're, you're probably going to end up having to to pay a little bit more than you'd like there, and you're going to have to you're going to have to cross your fingers and toes that you're going to be able to keep him healthy. Because I don't see them changing. I mean, well, they need to change their their passing attack, and they're going to evolve. I, I don't I don't see that happening.
3: No, I, I agree with you. J, J, uh, John Harbaugh's comments are such. I, I will warn you this: that this is again carrying some of the bias in from from having watched him extensively in college, and some he also he's strangely erratic to the backs. Like that, it's one of the weird things with him. Like when he drives the ball in the middle of the field, man, that thing's a laser, and he throws a he can throw a great deep ball, but it's outside the numbers. And then some of those dump offs to the backs, he just misses. He just you're just like what? It doesn't make any sense but I it's one of the things where I'm I, I I understand what you're saying about about running backs but strangely he seems to misfire on running backs more often than he does on some of those throws over the middle.
9: Yeah, I still would much rather take my chances of him improving in that department versus him improving on driving the ball accurately outside the numbers, you know. I, okay, I think there are, okay. there's there's a, there's an easier fix involved there. Um and when you get used to running a bunch of those routes and throwing a bunch of those routes Yes, I, I have to believe he can figure that one out.
3: What do you think the Browns should do with Baker?
9: Well, I think they're committed to Baker. I think they're in a good spot in that they have they have the other pieces around him. You know, so he's good enough to win with. I don't think you're going to win because of Baker, but you can win with him when you have those other pieces in place. And I think they do. I mean, they have they have a lot I, of the shopping done. I mean, there's there's little I, left
3: on I, the to do list. I don't dispute that, but again, he's also after his third year, and all of these guys are going to want that new. Like, do you pick up? I guess you pick up the fifth year option, and then you just wait. Is that what you do? Because you know they're this, not going to be picking hey, in the top disc- ten
9: again. Like those days of being able to cherry pick and change out quarterbacks, I think their roster's too good. I don't think they're going to be in that position anymore. So even you know it's it's a like or love thing, right? It used to be if you if you don't love them, then you, you're picking in the top ten. Go get another one. They're not going to be picking up there. So if you like him, you're kind of in the like business, not the love business right now.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. What should the Indianapolis Colts do?
9: I would try and trade for Sam Darnold is what I would do if I were them. I mean, you can can talk about Carson Wentz. My gut is when when they fired Doug Peterson in Philly, that to me said they want to try and make this work with Carson Wentz with a new coach coming in there. So I'm beginning to think that's not going to happen. He's not going anywhere. Um, which to me the next best option would be is Sam Darnold because you know they have to trade a hefty amount to get up where they where they could get one of these top four quarterbacks. Those guys are going to go flying off the board. Uh, I don't think that answers on on campus right now. You've got Jacob Easton there. he's um, got Jacoby Brissett. I, I just don't think either one of those guys are it. So uh, that Sam Darnold would be the number one guy I would target.
3: Uh, you don't think Easton is the guy?
9: I don't. I, I just I didn't think he was a great touch thrower coming out he's a big power arm um but you know i i, I wasn't a huge fan of his coming out at of u-dub but uh you know who, who knows what's going on over the last year they'll have good knowledge of what he can and can't do haven't seen him on the practice field for a, for a full season
3: daniel jeremiah nfl network and move the sticks podcast joins us dot gottlieb show fox sports radio what happens to deshaun watson
9: i think a whole lot of nothing you know i just you don't you don't ever see these types of deals happen with a quarterback at that age, with you know with his ability, they just don't ever get moved. So I, I think I think he'll end up getting worked out. It's, it might be a little messy between here and training camp, but I think it, at the end of the day that that uh, this is a bunch to do about nothing.
3: Yeah, I I I kind of do as well. I I feel like the agent is a little involved in this one. Uh, because remember the agent also represents Jalen Ramsey and there was a similar, you know, put my feet in the ground and I, I want to be moved. You know, the, the difference is this is the quarterback. They have him under yeah. contract for as long as they want to have him, you know, I mean, he's not going to not play football. That's not going to happen.
9: No. Yeah. There's not your, your leverage is a little bit limited in this new CBA too. So, um, it's just too prohibitive to hold out. So the, the, the leverage is we're going to make it, you know, Ugly from a PR standpoint, that you're just going to want to, for it to be over, and I don't know that they're going to. I don't know that they're going to cave on that front. If they were worried about that, they would have made some other changes in the organization, you know, over the last couple of weeks, which they've refused to do. So that doesn't that doesn't to me look like an organization that's going to you know listen to that demand.
3: Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so you picked Tampa. Did you pick Kansas City?
9: I picked KC. Yeah. Um, I, I watched that tape, the Buffalo Baltimore game. And, you know, the first time when you go back and watch the tape of, of the first time they met when Buffalo and KC met, you remember Buffalo played very conservatively defensively and the chiefs ran the ball down their throats and people were saying, oh, they need to be more aggressive. And, and that, that approach didn't work well. That approach made that a one score game, even though they ran, I think maybe it was a nine, nine point game it was close. Um, that that approach kept them in the game. I watched the Baltimore game, and for the reasons we talked about earlier, they were not as worried about them down the field. They were busts all over the place. I mean, there they were Hollywood Brown could have had a three or four touchdown game, um, but they one it was a missed throw. Uh, another time you might not see him. Another time you had a, a back who missed a blitz pickup, or you had an easy touchdown. You try and play that aggressive against Kansas City, they will pile up points in a hurry. Uh, so I, I don't know what the right answer is for Buffalo on that one. I everybody's saying they need to be more aggressive. I, that do that at your own risk.
3: Um, okay. Uh, what What do you think of the coaching hires? What What one do you jumps out as that dog hunt?
9: I like Sala. I think Sala's a good one for the Jets. Um, they needed an edge. You know, sometimes there's just teams that I don't want to say the loser mentality, but just kind of it's just like a mopey, "woe is me" type spot. And I think they got somebody to come in there that's got a ledge to them. It's got some juice, got some energy, and I think it'll be good for them.
3: Yeah, I, I do too. But when you bring in your offense coordinator from San Francisco and you're the former defense coordinator of San Francisco, and San Francisco had an affinity for Sam Darnold, doesn't that mean they want to hold on to Sam Darnold?
9: I think it can mean two things, right? I think it means they could feel like they can win there with Sam Darnold. They like Sam Darnold. It also means... They know whatever Kyle Shanahan believes about Sam Darnold. So it, sometimes, you, you know, when you're in those negotiations, if you're going to make a trade, you're like, I don't know, how far do I push this thing? I don't know how much they really, really like him. Well, they're going to walk in that building, walk right upstairs to Joe Douglas and tell him exactly what Kyle Shanahan thought of Sam Darnold. And they're going to know what kind of leverage they have. So it's a pretty unique situation.
3: Uh DJ great stuff brother and I really appreciate you joining us. Can't wait to talk with our, about our two Super Bowl teams after this week. Um I I, I agree with one of your picks. I disagree with one of your picks. My picks will be Friday, but I I I mean I bow to your I- info and knowledge. Thanks so much for joining us.
9: You're the best, but every time we talk I feel like it's not an angel gets its wings. The Padres get another starting pitcher. That's that's
3: what happens now. <laughs> He's the Jeff Passen of the NFL. He's, he's the one and only Daniel Jeremiah. DJ, talk soon, dude. Thanks, uh, it's it's the Doug Gottlieb Show live from the Farmers Insurance Fox Sports Radio Studios. Call Farmers Today to get a quote. Oh, sorry. I thought there was a, we are farmers. Dum, 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 dum. Are the Jets a better spot for Deshaun Watson than the Texans? We'll discuss next.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
3: Doug Olive Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we play for you a portion of a previous show on Fox Sports Radio or Fox Sports 1. We call it Now. Oh.
7: <laughs> what the Fox saying?
3: This is Rob Parker talking about Deshaun Watson wanting out of Houston to possibly play for the Jets.
7: Deshaun Watson is talking out of both sides of his mouth because he mm. says he has no confidence in the Houston, Texas, but he wants to go to the Jets. The Jets have been a disaster in the front office, Chris, for a long time. Adam Gase was hired from their own division. What? They've had a musical uh, uh, merry-go-round of general managers. That organization is where you're liking that you want to go? Hello? Deshaun Watson, can I give you some NFL history? I don't get this. This doesn't make sense to me. His narrative doesn't make sense if he's open to going to the Jets.
3: That's all. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a there's a bunch to it, a bunch to it. Um, but I think, yeah, it'd be it's not only would it would be comical to go to the Jets, but my guess would be that if you, I think if the Houston trades to the Jets and says, "Hey, we'll take all those first round picks for him, all four of them the next two years," yeah, I think it's a win for Houston. And you could say, well, like, well, Houston, what are they going to do? Like, who cares? <laughs> they'll be bad for a year. They'll be able to draft a quarterback." They'll be able to draft other, you can move those first round picks and get even, get whatever you want. Whatever you want. Um, I don't think the Jets are the destination. It wouldn't stun me if Carolina was a possible landing spot for them. Everybody says Miami, Miami also doesn't have weaponry and they would lose their picks and they would probably lose some personnel as well. You know, Carolina to me is the one where close to, close to Clemson, his part of the country that he just owns, right? <clears throat> dynamic young coach, dynamic young running back, pass catching running back, and they can kind of they they can build it together. That would be the one. But the big thing is, I don't actually think Houston's trade him because they have him under contract for a long time and they just hired a more than competent GM. And I think this is a this is a guy who's upset. It's it's to me, it's a lot like the Kobe Bryant deal when Kobe wanted to be traded. Right? They said, that's. I, we hear you. We're not going to trade you. And then he ended up winning a couple championships.
8: Ah! What does the Fox say? That
3: is, in fact, what the Fox said. It's Doug Golub's show here on Fox Sports Radio. You, you know, I, I kind of talked a little bit about this last night, but don't you think we're, I mean, uh, with, with friends, it feels like tonight we're going to massively overreact to, to Kyrie Irving. So Kyrie's going to play for the Nets tonight, and he's missed uh, seven games, right? Seven Miss seven games. And however he plays or however they play, remember, they're playing the Cleveland Cavaliers. And no, Kyrie and LeBron are not on the clip. But if they don't play well or if it's close and it's a little clunky, it's, see, only one ball, three guys. I like that they're playing with James Harden as their point guard, and I think they're going to be really good. Now, will there be some bumps? Absolutely. Absolutely. But tonight feels like a night where we're gonna make we're gonna make a statement about who the Nets are going to be. Keep in mind, they've had no, they have very little practice time together, no training camp together. They're gonna have to change their entire offensive scheme on the fly without practice. They're not gonna practice a ton going forward, and they haven't seen Kyrie Irving up until a couple of days ago. Like, yeah. If it goes well, everybody's like, wow, there's your Eastern Conference. If it goes poorly, it's what a disaster. you got to move on. And the problem with Kyrie is I don't think he has any trade value. And it's not because I think he's a a bad player or he's broken down. I think it's because people don't know if he wants to play basketball. And if you don't want to play in Brooklyn where you recruited one of your best friends and now another guy that you like comes in as well to play. If you don't want to play there, where do you want to play? Where do you want to play? Uh, that would be my my assessment. So that's that's coming up in uh, just two hours. Brooklyn taking on Cleveland. Brooklyn's a ten point favorite. Ten point favorite. Uh, the 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 Brantley deal is interesting. The report was, and Jeff Passan, you know, I think he had, he had he has very good sources. I think he was the guy reporting that he was going to the. Going to the Blue Jays, going to re-sign with the Astros. So it appears that the Astros became a bidding war. They're going to give you how much? One last text. Because remember, kids, remember, kids, there is no such thing as last and final offer. There you, go. you like that one? Write that down, music. There is no such thing as last and final. Once the once the contract is signed, then it becomes last and final. Otherwise, it's just guys nodding heads and And saying, you know, nice platitudes about each other. Coming up next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, we will get...
0: MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.